0: Well, it is Tuesday, December 8th, 2020, and I'm back with another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. No fancy intro. I just want to get straight to business. In this episode, I want to share with you my most valuable takeaway so far from my experience with Tony Robbins Date with Destiny event. I'm actually on day five of six, about 75% of the way through day five of six of the virtual online version of Date with Destiny. I'm absolutely loving it. I have my own criticisms of the format of the actual event and all of those things, but this is not a review of Tony Robbins. It is not a review of Date with Destiny. Instead, I want to share with you my most valuable takeaway. The cool thing is that prior to going into Date With Destiny, I had the privilege back in June, no, May of 2016 of purchasing a program called Creating Lasting Change. This is a 10-day audio program that Tony Robbins created for people who were in the counseling fields, people who were psychotherapists and psychologists, family and marriage therapists, all that good stuff. Matter of fact, the program that comes from the Robbins Madonnas Foundation or whatever association, whatever it's called, that created this Creating Lasting Change program is available for continuing education credit and things of that nature. So it's a pretty intense amount of training. And anybody that I know that through the years that I've been working with them one-on-one in coaching and some of those folks who are in my mastermind groups who have taken the plunge and say, 10-day program, sure, I can do that. (laughs) And they get in this like, wow, that's dense. And so much so that I'm... It's been well over 30 times I've been through that 10-day program, and I promise you this, every single time I go through that 10-day piece of material, I always hear something new every single time that I swear I did not even consciously pick up the previous times going through. But boy, you can probably imagine after going through a program for more than 30 times over the course of of what is it now, four years, uh, I, well, 2000s, anyway, over the course of four or so years, you, you pick a couple things up. <laughs> I've picked up a couple of things. And the great news is so much of what he talks about here is he talks about the fact that most of this material came out of his own personal search for some answers to some significant issues this, that he was experiencing in his life. And this is a man, Tony Robbins, who had experienced massive amounts of success, way beyond what most people would ever even dare to dream of. He's already achieved at the highest levels, and yet his life was still out of whack, out of balance. The The man was was struggling in several areas of his life. And so he's like, what, what's going on here? And why is it that I can't maintain a beautiful state in th- in the midst of... These various things that are going on in life. Why, why do these? Why do I always allow these things to happen to me? And and he began to work on himself. And he had, I would say, what is called a intuitive intelligence download from above. Yeah, that, that's the best way that I'll I'll acknowledge it here and now. And I'm not. That's not the purpose of this piece of content either. So I'm just going to move on from that. And just say that Tony came up with a program that became his six-day event called Date with Destiny. And of course, you can't fit an entire six-day event down into a 10-day audio program where each day is somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour and a half. So there's a lot more in Date with Destiny than can be fit into that Creating Lasting Change program. But there is the core in this Creating Lasting Change program that I've went through. So I've understood the intentional uh, idea behind knowing what your values are, understanding the six human needs that drive people, and understanding that it's possible for you to not ha- not only have values that you con- consistently want to move towards, but we also have values that we want to avoid in life. And sometimes those values can be in conflict. And he even mentioned each time that I heard that program talking about what are your rules for achieving those. And he doesn't go into great detail in that program because that's not the purpose of that program. But wow, we went deep so far already in this Date with Destiny program. And this is the biggest takeaway. So what I want to share with you are my own reflections of what my values used to be and what they are now. Now, when I say used to be, I'm going to express to you that I have had and experienced a significant spiritual reawakening, is what I will call this, in the past two to three months. And that, I mean, that's when the transition, it like, it kicked in all of a sudden. Now, the journey has really kicked into high gear in the past year and a half. But in all honesty, it has been, it's been a lifelong process. And so, what I want to share with you are, prior to my come-to-Jesus moment when it came to, like, man, all of this pursuit of success and all this pursuit of significance and all this pursuit of whatever, why? What what is going on here? And while I had the understanding of this language before, going through the process that's outlined in Date with Destiny on getting to understand what are your core values— and what are the rules that have to be met? What, what has to happen for you to experience those values in your life? And when you realize just how messed up <laughs> our rules are, my, when I realized how messed up my rules were, I realized why life had so much suffering and stress and pain associated with it. Now, slowly, as a result of the influence of the materials that God has brought into my life through Tony Robbins and uh, a large number of other people that I've been studying over the years in the area of personal growth and development, I, I've experienced a shift. And so, here's what I'm going to tell you. I, I, what, I, what I'm going to share with you is at the height of my pursuit of my you know fully packing in and filling up all of my paid mastermind groups and also at the same time heavily in pursuit of maximizing the number of people who would attend my free the dream conference that I was convinced that I was going to build to to grow and expand to the size of the vision that I genuinely still to this day feel God put on my heart for a stadium event that would reach tens of thousands of people. So what if if you will the values the the prior values and rules that I had, these are what my life was driven by in the year 2018 and all the way until about July through September 2019 and pretty much most of my life prior to that so most of my life until about July September somewhere between July and September 2019 this is what drove everything in my life i'm going to be transparent and authentic with you and before i get into you get in and share with you what my values were and my rules for meeting them. I'm going to explain to you what Tony has you do. He says, the the first thing, if you want to find out what your moving towards values are, first question he asks is, let me ask you this. What has been most important to you in life? All right? And what he's looking for are feelings, what has been most important for you to feel? So, for example, sometimes when, when asked what has been most important to you in life, you might say uh, family. Well, family is not the—family is a means to get to a feeling. So, family is a means to an end. And what we're looking for is the end, the emotion, the feeling, the emotional state, what is it what what feeling or emotion has been most important to you in life those might be let's just say freedom, passion uh, joy uh, security um hope uh, you know the the things that you would want to move towards what values and these are quite literally what come to your what come to mind and I was, quite tempted to go look up a list of what are moving toward value towards values that I could see as a list of examples to to choose okay I'll pick that one pick that one and then I'll put them in order I was tempted to do that however the the idea is to say okay what feeling is most important to you in life to to sense to feel all right so that's the first question then you you put this in the past what has been more important for you to feel? So you prioritize. So you create a list of the feelings that you've want, that you have felt most important for you to experience in life. And then you create a list of those and say, listen, in the past, what has been more important, this one or this one? And you keep evaluating each of these against each other until you have put them in a pri- uh, uh, an order of priority of what has been most important to you. And I did this. Now then, you actually, to get your role or to understand what has to, the next question is, in the past, what had to happen for you to feel and then you insert that value or that feeling? So that's what I'm gonna share with you in the, in, the first here. And then, of course, it says, uh, let's see, in the past, what has been the feelings you would do most anything to avoid? So, those are moving away from values, and then you create a list of those. What else has been most important for you to avoid or to feel? Um, And once you have those, then you compare those. In the past, which of those feelings would you do more to avoid? This or this? And then, uh, you want to give what rules had to what had to happen in life for you to experience those values that you wanted to avoid all of this will make sense as i go through and share with you so first i want to this is going to be very transparent very authentic that's just how i am it's how i've always been and some of you are gonna be like, Cliff, we knew all of this about you. <laughs> I've been listening to you for years. And yep, I'm glad you finally have come to see the error of your ways. And well, it, you know, it took took me a while. but eventually I came around. I'm here now. and not to not to say that I've got everything all figured out. I I, I still got stuff. there There's probably many things that you still see in my life that need to be kind of tweaked and 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 adjusted. And hey, God will get to it in time. All right. So, I did this exercise, and I'm going to share with you, prior to the great awakening of 2019-2020, which is I'm calling this, or the great spiritual reawakening that God has... what, What were my priorities in 2018 and most of 2019, and pretty much my entire life leading up to that moment? My number one... Value that I most wanted to experience, what was most important for me to experience was peace and certainty. In my mind, those were the same peace and certainty. Now, that being number one, here's what had to happen for me to experience peace and certainty. Now, what the idea here is for if you, if I'm honest, I'm going to see just how difficult I made it for me to ever experience these things. So, for me to experience peace and certainty, number one, I must never be in debt. And well, the, <laughs> the good news is that finally in February 2007, Stephanie and I became debt-free and we did remain debt-free all the way from 2007 all the way up until 2019, actually. Uh, when we actually took out a loan for one year of Megan's college tuition, and we took out a personal loan to buy Matthew a very reliable car, both loans, by the way, which were paid off just a few months later. Uh, but I can tell you, uh, it, taking out those loans took uh, took a hit in my peace and certainty. All right? It was not a pleasurable experience to think that. Now, where does that belief come from? Do I really have to be debt-free to experience peace and certainty? Well, my rules prior to, let's just say September 2000, 2019. Prior to September 2019, the answer to that question is, yeah, I have to be debt-free. If I'm not debt-free, I do not deserve peace. I do not, I do not have certainty. And there are problems in my life that must be resolved. All right, so that's that's one rule. But I have multiple rules for me to actually experience peace and certainty. My next one is I must have secure and reliable income that meets all my current and future needs. Now, underlined the word all I did. <laughs> must have secure and reliable income that meets all of my current and future needs. Now, the great news is, for much of my career, I've always had enough to meet my current needs. But there is something deep inside of me that I had been led to believe, conditioned to believe, that I do not deserve peace and certainty. I will not have until my income is at such a level that I'll never have to work again and all of my future needs will still be met. N- matter of fact, that's a little bit further down. Uh, the next rule that I have, I must have full, a fully funded emergency fund, a retirement fund that it has maximum contributions every year, and the financial independence, so that I would never have to work another day of my life, and still have all of my current and future financial needs met. Now, first and foremost, I, it, I not that I need to defend myself, I but I, I, I definitely have no desire to retire one day and and to not have to work. I, it's like, that's really not a goal of mine. But it's something that I hear so often. Man, you're not really independently wealthy unless you don't have to work for a living, unless you've got income generating for you, blah, 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 and all this stuff. I mean, I, I've heard it so many times that I'd been convinced that that's what, that's what responsible people do and until you have that you don't deserve peace you don't you don't have certainty until that except for the problem is this i must never be in debt well first of all that's ridiculous i i no longer believe that anymore but the the still that it, it was a big huge problem that was holding me back and was causing me a lot of lack of peace and a lot of Uh, anxiety about my certainty and all this other stuff. But um, I must have a reliable income that meets all my current needs. That's never been a problem. But I don't know what my future financial needs will be. And that has been a major source of anxiety, fear, and worry as well. What if I get sick and can't work? What if somebody in my family gets sick and it goes beyond, you know, the thing? What if what if I lose this? What if this? What if that? What if these things? And and I have no idea that my future financial needs could be I could create all all sorts of imaginary stories in my mind and I have that would would basically rob me of any opportunity of experiencing peace or certainty. And it's the number one thing I most wanted in life. The number one thing I most wanted in life was peace and certainty. And I sought it by remaining debt-free forever, having a reliable, secure income that's going to meet all of my current needs and all of my future needs, a fully funded emergency fund that's never depleted, A a retirement fund that's fully maximized to its fullest potential and financial independence. I got money coming in so that if I never actually did another, uh, I never worked another moment of my life to generate income, all of my financial needs were met. That's what, in my blueprint, that was what was required for me to experience peace and certainty, the number one thing I most wanted in life. Imagine the life of stress anxiety worry and fear and doubt and lack of self confidence one might encounter if those are if that's your number one value and those are your rules for getting it uh, quite a wake up call huh now thankfully i had this wake up call prior to date with destiny because i've Been through these materials that have been keeping me thinking along these lines for years now, but man, actually seeing it in physical form, words on paper, wow! All right, what was my second priority? My second value, my number two value. I want to have meaning, purpose. I want to feel aligned. I want to. I. I. I want. I just want my life to mean something. I want there to be some sort of purpose. And I and I have to make sure that what I'm doing is something I feel called to do in this world. Now, again, if you know me and you've been following my story, you know that that this has always driven me. So this probably doesn't come to as a shock to you. Now, for me to experience meaning, purpose, and to feel that my life is aligned with who I call, feel called to be, what are my rules? Here's one. I must consistently, I I must be consistently serving others in a profound, positive, and powerful way. And I've done a lot to do that. It's one of the reasons why there are more than 30 different podcasts since 2005, over probably 5,500 podcast episodes to date. It's the reason why. I've done all of the mastermind groups, the coaching, the workshops, the free the dream conferences, and, and everything else I've done. It, it really has. I want to serve, 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 serve. And I got to do it at the highest level because that's what's going to give me meaning. That's what's going to make sure that I'm in alignment with who I feel created to be. I have to do it consistently, nonstop. And it's got to be powerful, profound, and positive. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, But maybe how high up it is and and at the expense of other things, maybe being a little bit higher on the priority, there might have been an issue there. I'll get to that when I talk about what my revised values are. But this was my old one. And then I had a second rule. Now, listen to this. I must be able to entertain, educate, encourage, and inspire others to motivate them to do the inner work that will help them discover their true identity and to live out their purpose in this world. Again, there's nothing wrong with those two rules as far as I'm concerned when it comes to meaning, purpose, and alignment, except for how high up they are on my list. And also, uh, well, I'll come back to it. But that I'm just that's that's what I had written down. Let's go to my third value. It's written in three different words: enoughness, slash, valuable, slash, worthiness. I I want so in, in essence, what's the third most important for, thing for me to feel in life that I'm enough, that I'm valuable, and that I'm worthy. All right? Now, what are your rules? What, what has to happen in your life for you to feel like you're enough, to feel like you're valuable, to feel worthy? Well, here's the first one. I must always be learning something new and applying it to my own life so that I have credibility to teach others what I've learned. And look at my life over the last several years, and you'll see that that's been a driving force. <laughs> All right? All right? Not a whole lot bad with this, except that there are some issues that come along with that language and that wiring. See, one of the things I'm going to pause here as I, as I share this with you, I want you to think about this. My subconscious mind had all of this in running in the background. This was the operating system of my life. I'm not consciously aware of this. This isn't like I'm thinking about this stuff consciously every single day. These are the words and the thoughts that are running around my head all day, every day. No, these are the things that I believe to be true and that at some point I've said, yep, I want that. Yep, I want that. And these are the priorities in which I put them. And this is the operating system that was running my life. This was the driving force of my life. This was in essence, programming code that had been executed when it comes to every experience in life, every opportunity, every decision-making situation. Everything went through the filter of what is in this programming code. And, and so much of this I wasn't even consciously aware of until I began this process of discovery. I said, hey, maybe I need to actually open up the code and evaluate what's what's operating my life under the hood let, let's see what kind of commands if then statements are actually happening in my subconscious mind that's causing me to experience so much pain and suffering anxiety fear doubt let me let me dig under the hood so anyway, th- now the first bullet point for enoughness and valuable and worthiness doesn't sound too terrible, although I will tell you there's some issues with it. Uh, but the second bullet point is very disturbing. I must never regret. Actually, it must. It says I must not. And I can. As a matter of fact, I should probably change that. I must never regress, fall back, or fall short in areas of my life that I've previously mastered. It, once I've learned a lesson, I should never experience failure in that area of my life again. Now, tell me this, what's the likelihood that I'm, I'm in every area of my life where I've worked to become consciously aware of a, an issue, a, a thought, a belief, a behavior, and once I've brought it to my conscious attention and did the work and strategy and techniques to do all of that stuff and to to make it the focus of what I want to shift and transform in my life, and then I, I see some level of mastery over it. it. I develop some new habits, some new patterns. I, I experience some new breakthroughs. But then I over time, I, I move on to focus on some other things, and and I work in some new areas and and all this other stuff, and lo and behold... There was a trigger, there was an anchor somewhere embedded in my past that actually went back to that old program. That it called up old programming code that is deeply ingrained but hadn't been completely 100% eliminated. My old patterns of routine that were my old anchors and triggers had been eliminated. But man, there was this one thing that this one person said, and it's the tone of voice in which they said it, and all of a sudden, boom, it's triggered. Now I'm actually sitting there late at night binge eating or something. You know, what? where did this come from? You know, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, the the scale is up again, and I've experienced this. And then all of a sudden, I feel, well, I'm not enough. I'm no longer valuable to people. I'm not as worthy as I was when I had had this under control. And here I am, dealing with that same old issue. Damn it, I suck. Have you ever experienced that before? Well, that's the rules that I had set up. So far... (laughs) (laughs) I I I was set up for a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of drivenness to be perfect. There's a lot of perfection required in my old programming code for me to experience the the good life. And, well, perfection, I'm sure you're aware, has not, does not come easy. (laughs) And perfection actually never does come, does it? Anyway, significance is my fourth value. Now I know some of you're like, "Cliff, come on, seriously, be really honest with yourself. You know that significance is number 1." You know, and I'm like, it let me tell you, it's high, it's high up there. It's high up there. It's number 4, but I I got to tell you, no, I I did a lot of evaluation. I'm like, "Listen, I want to know really truly honestly, um in the past, what's been more important for you to feel?" Peace and certainty, or significance, and peace and certainty. I've always wanted to feel more than significance. Money in my bank account, being debt free, uh, having a fully funded. Uh, you know what? I, I don't need to be significant in your eyes. I don't need to be praised by people. But boy, if I never had to worry about a thing ever again financially, I'd be okay if I didn't have your significant. If I didn't have significance in your eyes. So so yeah, peace and certainty is definitely number one. Now. Meaning now is what about uh, meaning, purpose, and, and living in alignment with who I feel called to be? Are you genuinely telling me, Cliff, that that that's always been more of a driving force for you than significance? Because I've seen the way you've pursued things before, and you're right. I've I've been I've been very significance driven in the past. But I will tell you right now, I, I have I've. I have always sought to live in alignment with who I'm supposed to be above and beyond the praises of others. If I truly if 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 significance was a driving force above living in alignment with my meaning and purpose, I can tell you right now I wouldn't have left my career as an insurance agent. I mean, there's something to be said that listen, I own uh, a insurance agency that's been in the family since 1937. My dad has retired, uh, make millions of dollars a year, and we're one of the most successful insurance agencies in the United States. And I could show you the records, I can show you the awards, I could tell you about all the destinations and the incentive trips I've been on, and, and all of the... I, trust me, I left a life of significance and success in the world of insurance to pursue the great unknown. And I sucked at it in my first year, made almost no money that first year. And then I slowly made my way through and, you know, and, and, I, and I achieved great success and a lot of significance as the podcast answer man. But then there came a time when even that work was a distraction from doing what I, my meaning and purpose and what I felt was in alignment with who I was created to be. I was like, listen, I, I just don't think that I'm supposed to spend eight to 10 hours a day answering people's questions about technical issues related to podcasting. I really do think that's a waste of my time. Yes, I know that there are, you know, 40,000 people in the world I've trained to podcast. I've helped the top people in the world and, 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 on a daily basis, there's over 1.5 million people in this world who hear my name as the podcast answer man, and I'm a go-to authority and all that stuff, and and boy, did that make me feel great, but I gave it up, you know, and and so I will tell you that, no, significant. don't get me wrong, significance has been a high motivating power, and then, of course, being enough and valuable and worthy, uh, th- those are more important than significance to me. Uh, but again, uh, you know the whole idea of of living that perfect ex- example, not ever regressing that was a big thing. but then f- significance was number four so here here are my rules. what did I have to do? what had to happen in my life for me to experience or to feel significant? Number one, and these are really dangerous programming code lines of code all right and 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 many of you, if you've ever experienced a time when it's like, you know what, Cliff, I, there's something about him I really like, but there's just something about him that's off. There is something that just rubs me the wrong way about Cliff Ravenscraft. Chances are, I'm about ready to reveal to you what that is that, that's probably been rubbing you the wrong way. And it's this, this source code in my oper- in, in, in the the source code that was a part of my operating operating code all the way up until September of last year here it is number 1 i must be liked by others for me to have the opportunity to influence them so i wanted to be liked by you i did i would do i would do anything that's ethical that's reasonable to be liked by you I would go out of my way to be liked by you. I would change some of the things that I say. I would filter what I would say based upon whether or not I thought it would make you like me more or less. I would shift a bit of the persona. I would be a different person for you if I felt that might make you like me more i might i might withhold some of my own identity to avoid you not liking me I'm, I'm recalled of the fact that my username for years has been cliff eotc which stands for cliff encouraging others through christ and when i that was my username on skype when skype first came out And Cliff EOTC, Encouraging Others Through Christ. And then when I decided to switch over from GSPN on Twitter, I changed it to Cliff EOTC, and then I changed Cliff EOTC on Instagram and all these other places. And when people ask, Cliff, what does that mean, Cliff EOTC? And I'd say, well, it means Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ, but if you want, you could actually, if that's offensive to you, it's Cliff Encouraging Others Through Content. What? No, it's Cliff encouraging others through Christ. That's who I am. But sometimes I felt like I needed to avoid the boldness of such an identity statement because I might not be liked. And that—that's just one tiny example. And I—and I can think of a ton of examples where I bent a little bit of my public perception in the pursuit of being liked by more people the second line of code under significance i must be i must massively grow the size of my audience so that i do not squander my opportunity gifts and talents i must massively grow the size of my audience all the way back to my Lost days when we were podcasting about Stephanie and I were podcasting about the TV show Lost. I was so full of myself. Oh, we're gonna be famous, and we've got to we got to do whatever we can. Share share this with pe- everybody you know, and you know, and and I, gosh, in the early days, I used to check my stats all of the time. Now, some of you are like, Cliff, I, seriously? Because you always preached against that. And yeah, the reason why I always preached against it is because of just how hardcore I had gone over after those things. But while I might have said, listen, don't obsess over the massive growth, don't obsess over the massive growth, the reality is, is that I'm preaching that to myself and not always living in, line with it, in alignment with it. Sure, I might not be checking my numbers obsessively and stuff like that, and I might be keeping myself in check, but the operating code is still there. Subconsciously, I'm wanting to massively grow my audience. Now, who knows? I, I, I very well could be wrong. The, the the whole vision of me speaking on a, in a stadium with tens of thousands of people, that could be me. I don't believe that it is, but boy, me wanting to chase after it all of a sudden seemed to really go in alignment with this operating code And that's where things went off the rails with the Free the Dream Conference. I was convinced I've got to grow this. I've got to grow it. And it's got to grow now. And it was causing lots of issues. I was doing things out of order. I was doing things out of the the pursuit of significance at the expense of doing things at the right time at the right place and at the expense of actually having any kind of conversation with God about any of it I was just like yeah yeah you know God thanks for the vision boom I got this and uh I'll, I'll see you on the stage in a couple years from now ridiculous I know but very real all right the third book line of code under significance I must be highly respected, and well-connected to those who have far more influence than myself to gain the credibility or validation, it's not written down, but that's the other one, that I need to gain the no like, and trust factor that leads to a large following. There is so much wrong with that code. Now, I'm incredibly blessed that in spite of that terrible line of instruction in my operating system, that God has blessed me with some incredible relationships with people who are far more influential than I am. And I'm so thrilled that those people saw more inside of me than some of the bad code that actually showed up in some of my external words and actions. And to those of you who know what I'm talking about, thank you. I appreciate the patience that you've had with me. My fifth priority that I had been going after, fifth thing that was most important for me to experience, love and connection. What were my lines of code for this? For me to experience love and connection, I must spend quality time and be fully present with my wife my kids, and my friends. Now, how possible is that? How possible is that for me to experience, uh, well, first of all, quality time with my wife, well, actually, no, quality time actually does mean fully present with them. That's not to say that I don't, that over the years, I haven't spent time with my wife and my kids, but much of that has been Time where my mind is on my business and on my lack of peace and uncertainty. It's a my mind is focused on the anxiety, anxiety the fear, the the doubt, the lack of self confidence as a result of uh, maybe a you know drop of income and and all this other crap that was going on. And it's like, what the heck? Um, did, where is that? where uh rejection guilt shame anxiety oh you know what anxiety and fear okay, so I'll, I'll get to that so so anyway it was hard to actually ha- even though this line of code doesn't sound too difficult too challenging uh or maybe you do understand the challenge of being fully present with your wife and kids maybe you do understand that i don't know Some I know some of my friends, man, they are like, man, they are masters at this. And I'd like to say that that since my spiritual reawakening, that I have experienced far greater success in this area, and and that has a lot to do with the change of this programming code, ripping out this old operating system and installing something that's that goes with the life for which God created me to live. And it was not that it it. By the way, spending quality time, being fully present with my wife and kids, absolutely. That is the right programming code. However, it was the other operating codes that was not allowing me to, it was running stuff, software that wouldn't allow me to experience any success in those other areas. And so therefore, it was hard for me to be present because I was always mind somewhere else. All right. And then I must express my love to these people in both visible and invisible ways. And that means like, you know, showing them that I love them when I'm in front of them, but also doing spontaneous little things that they don't expect. And the, the, by the way, all of that operating code, absolutely still very vital that that code is not getting removed by any stretch of the imagination. It's just that it was hard for those rules to ever be implemented because of all of the other codes that were throwing up error, 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 system uh, default or you know system fault, uh, red alert. <laughs> and so even though I had good programming code for love and connection, it was it was a ch- uh, challenge so. Next, what I did is I, I created a list of my moving away values. So what's most important for me to avoid feeling? Number one, humiliation. I, that, more than anything else, I wanted to avoid humiliation. Uh, what would have to happen for me to experience humiliation? Uh, to fa- the first line of code, to fail to live up to what I said I would do in the public eye. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? I've done that a time or two, and chances are I will probably end up doing that again a time or two in the future, and so therefore that programming code is going to cause some pretty difficult system failures, uh, all right? The second line of code, to have anyone publicly criticize me. Now, wait a second. I, if I have a desire to grow the size of my audience but I want to avoid anyone ever publicly criticizing me, uh, I've got a little bit of problem with the code there. It's 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 got this little recurring loop that, that just like, wait a second, these are in conflict with one another because you know that somebody's going to criticize you publicly. Well, my next line of code, well, first of all, not only do I not want anyone to publicly criticize me, Uh, The next line of code says, for me to feel humiliated, all I have to have is anyone privately criticize me, all right? Now, that's that just means that one person would say something privately, not publicly, but privately to someone else, not to me personally, but privately, you know, so, hey, Joe told me this, and I'm like, what? Joe said that about me? Yeah, he told me. Don't worry. He just told me. It was just be, and I thought you should know. It's like, oh, crap. So now I feel humiliated. All right. Uh, Let's see here. The next one is to have anyone personally criticize me and point out where I did not live up to my own stated values and commitments. So this is those negative emails. Those are those people who write and say, listen, you're, well, you get the idea. Humiliation. Humiliation. All right, my second move away from or thing that I wanted to, most important for me to not experience was rejection. I don't want to be rejected. Well, programming code, lines of code, what had to happen for me to feel? For someone to say hurtful words that I assign a negative meaning to. I used to be very good at assigning negative meaning to hurtful words from people. Ah, man, everybody hates this. I should have never done this. And Boy, what an idiot. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Next line of code for someone to not be instantly available when I reach out to connect with them. <laughs> so if I, if all of a sudden, you know, I, I don't reach out to my close personal friends very often, I, I'm not a very needy friend by any stretch of the imagination. But man, occasionally I'll let myself get into, you know, I'll, I'll deal with things. I'm pretty strong. I, I, I've got a pretty strong, uh, mindset these days and stuff like that, but every now and then I, I'll let something and I'll have a lot of this code, this bad code, throw up lots of system errors and occasionally I'll just want to talk to somebody about all of the different system errors I'm feeling and And if I could just talk with a friend and process this out, it'd be awesome. But then all of a sudden, if I send a text message to one of my close friends and I don't hear back from them by the end of the day and I don't hear from them within the you know, next 24 hours, and I and I reach out to them again and and say, hey, what's up, uh, and stuff like that. I feel rejected. And it's like, wait a second, what's going on? When in reality, I'm like, hey, I, I my my text messages are always, hey, I, hey, do you have a chance or do you have time for a call? Nothing super important. Just wanted to chat. And so it's very easy. Any, anyway, I but I've. Anyway, I, I made it very easy. My rules made it very easy for me to be rejected. Uh, when I could have instantly, and any time when I really needed something, I could have just picked up the phone, left a voicemail, and would have instantly got a call back from any of those people. Or I could have said, hey, when you get a moment, I really need someone to talk to. Boom, instantly it would have been done. But my programming code, just like, listen, if they were truly friends of mine, they would always just instantly be there, which is ridiculous. And I realized... W- just how faulty that code is. All right. Next line of code for rejection, for me to not be included or invited to participate in something that I really should have, that I feel like I should have been invited to. And there, of course, that code can really be stretched to fit a lot of scenarios. And I'm like, what's going on here? anyway so so th- those are some of the code that I had the next one is guilt and shame and I used to have this really pr- uh, a big problem with guilt and shame I forget it was a constant state of potential guilt it, I can't remember the name of this but I heard about this this phrase the the constant state of potential guilt potential shame. You know, somebody's like, hey, Cliff, can I, you know, hey, can we have a talk sometime? It's like, oh, crap, what did I do wrong? That I was in a constant state of like, oh, my gosh, I've probably done something wrong and I should feel guilty about it. What is it? I'm really anxious. I'm really worried. Man, why do they have to wait until tomorrow? Can't we just have this conversation now? I know it's crazy, but that was some operating code that was a part of my life for a very long time. Anyway, here's some lines of code. So for me to experience guilt and shame, number one, to fail to live up to the expectations of those who I respect and value. <laughs> not, a, not to live up to my own expectations, it, but if I value and respect someone and they have higher, higher expectations of me than what I'm currently living out, then I feel guilt and shame. Boom. Boy, if you want to set yourself up for a life of misery, put that into your operating system. Put that, Just drop that line of code right in there. And I know what you're saying. There, Some of you, you're saying, Cliff, dude, I've had that operating system since I was a kid. Uh, I'm hoping that by my authentically sharing this, that some of this line of code is, and by the way, this isn't just me. This There's this thing that I've come to call and I understand is what's called the mass consciousness of ancient man. The, this stuff isn't new to me one of the reasons why I'm not embarrassed to share this with you, because I know most everyone experiences these same things. Not everyone talks about them so freely, and that's one of the reasons why I was put on this planet, to share. So, I share this with you. All right, what else do I need to do to experience shame? I've already, as if line code doesn't let me experience it easy enough, the next one is to fail to live up to my... to lie, to fail to live my life according to the rules slash laws of God, and specifically, as I was taught by any religious authority in my entire lifetime. And boy, have I sat under the tutelage of many hellfire and brimstone preachers and teachers. So, it is pretty easy for me to experience guilt and shame most of my entire life. And then just uh, third line of code? Just be lazy. Too much rest and ra- relaxation, dude. Nobody needs that much sleep. Nobody needs that much time off. Nobody needs this. You need work, 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 work. Anything like that, you're less. You're lazy, and you should be experiencing guilt and shame as a result of not working around the clock. All right. So that was my guilt, guilt and shame coding for uh, the value that I wanted to not experience as a my third value that I wanted to move away from experiencing. Uh, The fourth most important thing for me to not experience was anxiety slash fear. Now, here is how ridiculous and messed up my operating system was. Three lines of code guaranteed to cause me to fail in life to experience peace and always experience fear and anxiety line of code number 1 what what does it take for me to experience anxiety and fear get this any drop in my income i'll say it again any drop in my income it doesn't matter how much income i have if if my current financial needs are i for us to to really live the lifestyle that's necessary for us to meet all of our current needs uh, and still have you know that you know we got we've got at the minimum amount of margin to experience life without radically changing things is twenty k a month in my business. But if I'm at twenty eight thousand five hundred, but I drop down to twenty seven thousand five hundred because one client who is uh, who was grandfathered in at a thousand dollars a month has decided after 14, 18 months they want to move on to something else that's a thou- that's $12,000 year drop in income now i'm experiencing anxiety and fear uh you know all of a sudden it's like what does that mean it's oh man does that mean that maybe more is to come and blah 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 and it's re- so any my code was any drop in my income ridiculous line of code uh what else is there anything else that would cause me to feel uh, feel anxiety or fear line of code number 2 any unexpected expense. Hello, have you heard about this thing called life? Dog swallows something, he needs to go to the vet. Daughter's experiencing some pain in her stomach and she wants to go to the clinic that's off campus that isn't inside of our network. Uh, Somebody's car, the engine light, check engine lights on. Uh, Can I, I mean, can we go on and on? I mean, what are the chances in any given month there there might be an unexpected, an unexpected expense? Pretty much guaranteed. So my operating system, my line of code, pretty much guaranteed me anxiety and fear every single month. A good, decent dose of it. Drop of income, And unexpected income, or unexpected expense, boom, pretty much guaranteed. And then, of course, any health slash medical issue, personally or inside the family. So I got to tell you, while I never wanted to experience those things, those are those are things that are important, number fourth in priority for me to avoid feeling. I had rules or operating lines of code that pretty much guaranteed I'm going to experience anxiety and fear, which goes, remember, peace and certainty was my number one thing I most wanted to experience, and these pretty much guaranteed I won't ever do that, along with the code that, oh, do you realize how challenging life is when you're not aware of what your operating system is? what your values are, and what kind of crazy, messed up belief system you've adopted throughout your lifetime that you're not even consciously aware but is actually running every decision and thought process in your life. This is what has become very clear. By the way, the fifth thing for me to avoid, uh, the fifth most important thing for me to avoid feeling, depression, all right? And what's the operating code for that? How do I experience depression? It's very simple. One line of code is all I have to create horror films in my mind using my imagination about any circumstances of my life and force myself to focus on and watch these horror films over and over again. That's it. All I have to do for me to feel depressed is I have to have something happen and me to use my imagination to assign very negative meanings and imagine just how bad things could be, so much so that it would be horrifying if those things were, really did become a reality, and I would actually create very creative, very imaginative stories, and I'd replay them over and over again in my head, and therefore, that would equal depression. That's one line of code for me. By the way, I'm not explaining that that's what depression is for everyone, but that's what my, from and and I have experienced depression in my life and that's the line of code that brought it up for me. Now, Date with Destiny is is really awesome and and it walks through an entire process and one of the reasons why I wanted to go through Date with Destiny, which was a very expensive, well, no okay, that's not the right word. It was there it was it was a it was a reasonable investment for me to participate in this program, and what I will tell you is that I I wanted to go through this for myself because I knew this whole rewriting your blueprint, re reevaluating, reprioritizing all of your values and and the and your rules and everything. This is what the program is all about, and there's a specific way that Tony teaches, and one of my favorite things that Tony says in this program, he's like, listen, I want you to take notes, like the craziest notes. I want you to take notes as if after you're finished going through this that you're going to teach it to someone else. That's his expectation, and of course, that's why I'm here with you, and it's part of who I am anyway. So what I want to do, now, this this has been a process. This has been my, if you've been listening to me for quite some time, you know that I've been talking about for since September of 2019, I have been in awe over the fact that I have experienced peace, love, joy, and abundance, regardless of any and all of my external circumstances. And granted, I can tell you that I was even a little bit concerned because so many of my external circumstances were really awesome. But when this stuff began... It wasn't like that. I was, this was, this began about two weeks before Free the Dream conference. It was very clear that I wasn't going to have 300 people. It was very clear that I was going to have more expenses for that event than I had income. It put me in another $19,000 hole Uh, in the pursuit of marketing Free the Dream. I wasn't uh, filling empty seats inside of the Next Level Mastermind. And so I was experiencing some, some, financial uncertainty, drops in income, and some other stuff. But through a bunch of books, through a bunch of other resources, and just what I now understand, God speaking to me, I came to this place where all of a sudden I realized peace, love, and joy, and and an overwhelming sense of abundance— it's possible to have those things and not have any of that come from external circumstances. In fact, they all they are all the fruit, if you will, of the spirit. They're the fruit of living inside and 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 identifying and being fully present and consciously aware of the kingdom of God, which Jesus said is within you. All right? So not the purpose of this episode, so I'm not going to go much more in depth into that right now. But what I will share with you is, I want to tell you what my new revised values are, and I am going to also attempt to kind of share with you what I what my rules are. I don't have my rules written out, but I I know the rules. They're in my heart. I have written out in front of me my values. I did I didn't write down my my away. Values because that hasn't been a part of the program. Maybe that's going to be tomorrow. I have no idea. But here's what I'm moving towards. All right. So the first five, I have nine. I have nine values that are the driving force of my life today. And the first five have nothing to do with the outside world. So my rules. Have nothing to do with any external circumstances. Let me share with you rule number or value number one peace, love, joy, and abundance from within, regardless of any external circumstances. That's my number one value. I always, I always want to have and experience peace, love, joy, and abundance from within. And regardless of what any of my bank account looks like, regardless of what my kids have done or said, or regardless of any emails that have come in, regardless of any drop in income, none of that stuff matters. It doesn't matter who wins the election. It doesn't matter if masks are mandated. It doesn't matter if there's a civil war. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. I want to always be living in peace, love, joy, and abundance within, regardless of any external circumstances. Now, what is my rule for experiencing that? What what has to happen for me to experience all of that? It actually is number two. Uh, Conscious awareness of my identity as soul in eternal union with Father— Basically, it is this spiritual reawakening that I've had, and the the reality is, is that I experience peace, love, joy, and abundance from within, regardless any of my external circumstances, as long as I remain consciously aware of who I truly am, my authentic identity, that I am a pure soul that is experiencing this world through... The, the life that I have been given to live, the life that I have been called to live as Cliff Ravenscraft, I am at my core a soul that is not attached to this world and that is at, in perfect union with God, the creator of all things. As long as I remain consciously aware of that, that that's how I experience number one. So, it's important for me to remain consciously aware. Now, what is my rule for that? It, it just it, awareness. Meditation practice helps. It's not required, although it, it, I guess maybe technically it is required if you determine what is the, the root word and meaning behind meditation, living present in the moment, you know, consciously aware and all this other stuff. Is it possible to do what Brother Lawrence talked about from the 17th century? He talked about this thing. It's called practicing the presence of God. And that's something that's always influenced me and it's something I have a greater appreciation for these days. All right, number three, meaning, purpose, and alignment. Meaning, purpose, and alignment. Now, the great news is that uh, the the values or the the way that I used to have the meaning, purpose, and alignment. What did I say before? Uh, must be constantly serving others. Uh, you know what? Meaning, purpose, and alignment just means that whatever work that I'm doing, it has to be in alignment with who I am. Now, do I have to be constantly serving others? No, I don't. It's just that if I'm going to if I'm going to do something. It simply has to be in alignment with who I know that God created me to be. I have to it for me to 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 experience this. It, I have to remain consciously aware of my 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 identity as soul, uh, and that when I make a decision to do so, I do so out of a state of peace, love, joy, and abundance, knowing that what I'm about ready to do or what I'm choosing not to do is based upon what I know father has created me to do and what he would have me do. That it's okay for me to say, no, I'm not going to go and do this. And you know what? Yes, I will go do that. And it's not about how many people I serve. It's not about how often, how many hours. It's none of that stuff matters anymore. All that matters for me to, all that I need, my new operating code for experiencing meaning, purpose, and alignment is to have received received in my in my heart and in my soul an understanding that what I'm about ready to do is in alignment with with what I feel called to do. This is inspired. This is what I feel is right. Gut chuck, if you will. Much easier than what I had before. Number four, gr- I, I want to always experience gratitude, gratefulness for all that has been that is now, and for what is to come. In all circumstances, I want to give thanks. I will, no matter what has happened to me in the past, and I've had some great things happen to me in the past, and I've had some terrible things happen to me in the past, but everything that has happened has worked for my good, and I can find things to be grateful for in all circumstances. In all circumstances, give thanks. What's going on now? Doesn't matter what the circumstance is. You know, what What if I actually have four or five clients that leave all at once, at once and my rates, my average uh, client pays me somewhere around $2,250 a month these days. If I have five clients leave, that, that's a significant drop of income. That's not happened recently, by the way. But you know I, I brought in a lot of clients at the end of 2019 we're coming to the end of 2020 and and you know several clients have already committed that they're renewing but you know anything could happen and so the question is is if I were to have a very significant drop like that what do I I, I want to experience I want to say wow what how I want to be thankful for this opportunity to tap into Number 1 my my faith and my peace and love and joy and abundance within God I'm thankful that that this is an opportunity for me to be tested in in the reality of who God is and my identity in him to seek his kingdom first and to know that all things will work out and that all things will be added unto me as, that are necessary that every everything's going to be fine I will be grateful for the fact that these clients have have dropped, I'll be grateful for this very critical piece of fit this criticism that I've received from so and so. I will be thankful when i I send out this email expecting this result and I get no results. I will be thankful whatever the sort but I will obviously I'll be thankful for all the good stuff too. But I will find something to be thankful for. I'll thank be thankful for the challenge. I will thank be thankful for the. For the opportunity for me to be proven that I am stronger than I ever th- thought that I was previously, I be, I'm thankful for this opportunity for me to grow an even stronger immunity to the things of this world, and I want to have gra- gratitude. I, I want to grat. I want to experience gratitude today for what is to come. I the the things that I decide to go after. I want to be thankful in advance for them, but also the things that I don't know that are on the horizon, I also want to be thankful for them. There are so many things that are a part of my life today that I could have never even dreamed of five or ten years ago, and I'm thankful for those things already today, and I know that many of those things can't come unless I actually have some of the current things I have in my life stripped from me or I actually take them out of my life in, <laughs> intentionally on my own volition. Anyway, so number four, I want to have gratitude for all that has been, that is now, and for what is to come. My fifth thing that I, my fifth value that I want to experience in my life is intuitive intelligence. Now, all I'm, I, I, this is not an episode about what intuitive intelligence is. But if you're interested, I encourage you to Google it. All right, there you go. Enough said. All right, now the cool thing is, is I still have uh, four more values that I move towards that drive me today. But the interesting things is the first five items, the ones that are listed above, they are my top priority. They are the number one, one, two, three, four, and five things that will make that will drive every decision I make in my life. Well, the next four will as well, but the next, the first five, get this. They are the source of my certainty. They are the source of my variety and uncertainty in life. Uh, the first five are the source of my love and connection. The, they are the source of the, my significance. I no longer need significance from you, my dear listener. I never need I no longer need significance from my kids or my you know my wife. not to, not to say that I won't be grateful for those and experience significance from you and other people. but I don't but my significance is found in my conscious awareness of the identity as soul, in my internal union with father in living making sure that my my all of this stuff there trust me there's a plenty of variety there's going to be plenty of uncertainty that comes along with living a life of meaning purpose and alignment with who god's what god's got for me next there there's there's plenty of uncertainty but there's also certainty and peace financially in number one that that god's got everything under control so it's the source of all my certainty, uncertainty and variety, love and connection, significance and also it's the cert- it's it's where I it's the source of my growth and contribution in this world. I don't actually have to do anything externally. If I if 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 I was limited to the first 5 items on my list, all of my human needs would be met, all of my spiritual needs would be met. I would be who God called me to be. Yet, there is still a little bit more in the external world to be done, and that is where six through nine comes in. So, number six is I want to experience health, both mental and physical. I want to continue to work to master self-control when it comes to my mental and physical self. That Health, I want that. I feel called to that. I want to experience that. And and what are my rules for that? What's my programming code? I want to work out consistently. I want to eat healthy. And I I want to consistently be growing. I want to meditate and and experience all of the things in the first five list. But I also want to move on to number seven, which is learning and growth. I am always led by God to to follow my passion and my interests and and my curiosity i'm always learning i'm always growing countless hours and it's not that i it's not that i'm required to spend countless hours just that's just who i am and i love it and and i will continue to pursue it because it's who i am and number 8 i want to contribute contribution i want to experience the feeling that i'm contributing to the world now there are, uh, contribution now for me has multiple levels here. Number one, it is sharing my experiences. It just, hey guys, I went to date with Destiny. I'm sharing with you what I'm doing here. Uh, or if those who are listening to the Train With Cliff audio program, which you can learn more about at trainwithcliff.com, I, I do a lot of audio journal. I just say, hey, this is what, what I'm experiencing. Sharing my experiences is very much a part of my contribution to the world, then there's teaching and educating. This is both sharing and sharing my experiencing, but this is also a little bit of teaching and a little bit of educating. I'm sure you've been resonating and it's like, oh man, I, I want to go through a process like this. And then the third level of contribution for me is coaching and mentoring. Coaching and mentoring. All right, then... It's like, okay, that's contribution. But then I felt father telling me, it's like, listen, I, I want you to prioritize w- at what level? W- who comes first? C- create a list of priorities of who you're going to share with, who you're going to teach and educate, who you're going to coach and mentor. Well, that, I said, great. Who, who Who would you have me put down in my list of priorities, father? And here's what came up. Number one, myself. I want you to experience fully and I want you to share with yourself what are you experiencing. I want you to evaluate, be consciously aware of what you're experiencing. Think through it, evaluate it. What can you learn from it? Teach yourself, educate yourself from your experiences and coach yourself, mentor yourself through the transformation of what it is that you've experienced, what you've learned, what, how you're growing. So coach, all. Of, I want to contribute to myself first. Next I want to. I I want to share with my wife. Now, I I would never uh, want to coach or mentor my wife without her permission, and and thankfully she's very open to hearing a lot of that stuff. And she's like, "Hey, can you help me with this?" But uh, but still sharing my experiences with her, and if I want to teach, if she's interested in having me teach her something that I've learned or read in a book. I definitely want to share, I I have more passion and more desire to share that with her first and foremost. And if I only share it with her and I don't ever create a podcast episode about it, that's fine with me. And that, let me tell you, that's not the old me. The old me would be like, I'm like, Stephanie, you know, I I talked about this in a podcast episode. You want to go listen to the podcast? It's like, it's ridiculous, but that's kind of how I used to be. Um, because I had my priorities out of whack. I'd share it with my community before I'd share it with my wife. And that was that's not happening these days, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, after my wife is my family and my friends. And I'm specifically talking to my my kids, my cousins, my uncles, my aunts, my mom and dad, whatever. It does my family and my friends, my close personal friends. I if you know what I sometimes I go through this stuff myself, I have a conversation and talk with my wife about it, then talk with my kids or my friends about it, <clears throat> and then next to that is my clients, and by that time, I've talked about this stuff so much, I feel like, man, who all have I talked to, who I haven't talked to, and sometimes I don't ever get around to talking to my community about it or even publicly teaching on this stuff, and you know what, that's okay because i'm no longer seeking significance from my community or the public it's just not that my significance is met in my union with god and and that's that's it i don't i don't need it from anyone else and that is awesome but you know what the thing is is so I'm, my my contribution to my wife first then my kids i'm sorry to, to myself first then to my wife then my family and friends then my clients, then my community, and then I might go public, you know, and publicly speak about things and in, in interviews on other people's podcasts or speaking at other people's conferences or doing my own conferences, which is my, uh, is a little mixture of my community and publicly for people who may have signed up for the event even though they don't know who I am, which has happened, which is cool. All right, that's contribution. And then number nine, financial stewardship. And it's the last on my list. And financial stewardship is income, money management, savings, and investing. And so I w- I want to feel that I'm being a good financial steward is what number 9 is. That's the value. And what has to what has what are my rules today for that? What has to happen for me to do that? Number 1 that I be producing income. Now, sometimes that may be Mo- far more than what's necessary to meet our current needs, and it's actually working towards many of the things that meet future needs. I'm going to take a drink of water, and I'm probably not going to edit this out. So bear with me one second. Okay, so I, I, producing income—you know, I I, I want to do that. If it, if I have the ability to produce income, I want to produce income. I want to do things that will produce income, but if I do things to produce income and income does not come in, I'll ask myself, how can I be grateful for this experience? What can I learn from this experience? And how can I share this experience? And what can I teach myself and educate myself through this? What can I learn? How can I change my approach? And how can I use this as stories in the future to help others? And I've had income drops before. I've had significant income issues, and I've always been able to use them uh, to help others. And so financial stewardship, while I will always work to generate the income to meet my current and future needs, it's not in my line of code anymore that for me to feel good, for me to not feel anxiety, uh, that. So for me to avoid anxiety, all I have to do is is go to my conscious awareness of my identity as soul that is experiencing this, That number one, that is in union and constantly in the presence with God, and that all things are working for my good, and so I'm good. All right. So under income, I've got money management. Be responsible. Be aware of what money's coming in. Be aware of what money's going out. Do your best that you, t- to your ability to to um, you know prepare for unexpected expenses and and and. Hold money here and there and put money. So the next item is is savings. Create those savings. Build up that emergency fund and stuff like that. Uh, and also put money in your investing, which I had recently started up and have been very successful at. I've, I'm really happy with some of those results. But here's the thing. Financial stewardship. I, I thought, man, that's at the very bottom of my values list. Shouldn't that be higher? And the answer is no. I I looked at the list and I'm like, which of these do I feel is most important for me to experience, to feel? And financial stewardship is lower than contribution, lower than learning and growth, lower than my health. It's lower than experiencing intuitive intelligence. It's lower than experiencing gratitude for all that has been, that is now and for what is to come. It's lower than living a life that's and doing work that's, that is in, gives me meaning and purpose and is in alignment with who I am and why I'm here. Uh, it is less important than conscious awareness of my identity as soul in internal y- union with Father, and it's less important than experiencing peace, love, joy, and abundance from within, regardless of my income, how well I manage money, what savings I have, and how my investments are doing. So that's the shift and i'm a, and this this has been something that started inside of me in september 2019 it's gotten better and better and better over the past year and those first two items of peace love joy and and conscious awareness of my true identity as soul in union with god and i'm here experiencing this world through the life that i live here it is oh, it's amazing. And that's that's my biggest takeaway from Date with Destiny. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and